0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep the Mining podcast. And today's guest is Andrew Swatt, who's the global mining and metals leader at Deloitte. Um, Andrew's going to tell us more about their recent uh, released article, uh, which was released about three weeks ago, um, which is their global mining trends report, tracking the trends for 2022, um, which focuses on the top 10 trends that will impact the mining industry over the next 12 to 18 months. So, how are you doing, Andrew?
1: I'm doing very well, thanks, uh, Rob, and it's good to be back on your podcast.
0: Yeah, I think this is either the fourth or fifth time, so um, you're uh, you're a regular now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I wonder if you can give us um, an overview theme of uh, the report for Tracking the Trends 2022.
1: Sure. So look, as as you um, probably well aware, this is now the uh, 14th edition of Tracking the Trends, so our 14th year of publication and um it's always you know interesting to see how trends evolve and sort of shape from from year to year uh this particular year we entitled it redefining mining Uh, and part of the rationale behind that was that we we see a number of external forces reshaping the world of mining Uh, and so you know esg clearly has a a very a big impact um on, uh, on the mining industry and you're seeing the industry as a whole sort of responding uh, to that in, in different sort of shapes and forms. Um, but you're also seeing changes relating to the traditional mining value chain. You're seeing changes with regard to talent and technology and um, how mining repositions itself in the minds of, of governments communities and um, uh, and the talent pool. So there are a lot of different facets to this. But, you know, I think either way, what we are saying is that the the industry uh, going forward is probably going to look very different to the industry that, you know, we've lived in for the last couple of years. And so hence the title of, of Redefining Mining.
0: Um, so what are the three um, top trends that you see impacting the industry uh, for most of this year?
1: <clears throat> so. So, Rob, I'm going to answer that question, but not answer that question (laughs) Uh, in a way. So, you know, what I would say is that depending on which commodity you're in, depending on which part of the world you're in, um, your response is probably going to be very different. You know, if you're a major miner versus a junior miner, I think you'll probably prioritize some of the trends uh, in different ways. And I think that's always you know, one of the interesting things and also one of the challenges in the report is that you don't want to report that is just resonating with, let's say, North American miners or just resonating with, you know, the super majors. So you, you kind of have to cut across the whole industry and cut through the swath of different commodities. Now, you know, what I will say is that if you step back from this year's report, there are some definite sub-themes that cut across a number of the trends, right? And so not surprising, you know, ESG cuts through several of the trends from how you think about capital allocation or, you know, what impact you see on the traditional mining value chain and traditional, you know, mining business models, as an example, or you know how organizations need to begin to configure or align their operating models towards the BSG. You know, similarly, what you see is um, different themes, or should I say, uh, another theme that emerges across different trends with respect to talent. Uh, and so, you know, the industry is um, is definitely. Uh, talent starved, and I think is increasingly competing against, (laughs) you know, other industries, other sectors for a very small pool of uh, of talent. As we've come through to COVID, it's the so-called great resignation. And so we've we've specifically focused a trend um, in on that, right? We've spoken about what that also means for the future of world of work and for culture, as an example we uh, we um, have a trend in there called, um, you know, how you unlock the value of integrated operations. And it's not a technology solution. It's actually a people solution uh, that you actually have to focus on. And so, you know, talent has a very important role to play. So I think there's a... There's a sort of a, a talent theme that runs through a number of the trends, and then the last one, just to complete your, you know, hat trick of three, um, I, I'd say that another sort of trend out there um, or a theme that runs through the trends is one of risk, right? And so, as an example, we talk about the um, uh, sort of the critical interface between IT, the ITOT um, layer within uh, an organization and the cyber vulnerabilities associated with that. Um, you know, one of our trends talks about how companies need to be thinking about um, the impact of climate change on their operations, right? So not so much about how mining companies influence climate change, but really about how climate change is actually gonna impact the operations. And so as we think about warmer temperatures, we think about the impact of floods, rising sea levels, those kind of things, how, how are you factoring that into your supply chain, your logistics, your operations for mines which are you know, very often spanning multiple decades? So those are kind of three sub-themes across the trends that I would maybe highlight, ESG, talent, and, and risk.
0: So what are, what are some of the strategies uh, related to considerations that mining executives should be mindful of um, in the next sort of 12 to 18 months?
1: OK, so I've got to answer that in kind of two ways, I guess. The one is, you know, when I inherently think about strategy, I think about uh, a longer term time frame, um, uh, you know, in the terms of, How are you laying down plans that are going to shape your organization, let's say, in a five to 10-year time time period? However, I think to your point, the actions you take now in the next 12 to 18 months actually begin to set out the platforms or create the foundation for that sort of longer-term strategy. So I think along those lines, um, again, there are are some key issues that I think are very important from a strategy perspective. Um, You know, one is the whole decarbonization agenda. Now, obviously, ESG is a lot more than decarbonization, but I think particularly the decarb agenda um, is garnering a lot of focus within the industry and and from from, from investors. And so how are you thinking about the decarbonization of your core operations? over the next sort of period of time and creating in many cases, a longer term roadmap. So you may have set out commitments that go out to 2030 or 2040, but you you need to begin creating those roadmaps in the next kind of year to 18 months. But as an organization, you haven't done that in order to give this longer term visibility, um, you know, to the external community as to how you're gonna meet those targets, right? So that would be kind of one key strategic implication that I would call out. Um, I think in one of our trends this year, we we also talk about the value chain disruption. I've mentioned that a couple of times now um, in, in this conversation. And I think, you know, what's interesting for us there is if you step back from the industry and you say um, the, um, the sort of the traditional mining value chain going forward, um, who your customers are, who your suppliers are really, really matter. I mean, you know, one company's, Scope three is uh, another company, scope one. And so you have to think about those interrelationships between different players. Now that's different if you're in something like precious metals versus if you're in kind of copper or, or iron ore, right? And so that integration of that value chain um, would really matter if, if you're looking at, at things like, you know, base metals, are you looking at um, uh, at sort of, you know, bulk commodities as, a, as an example? And so, who those customers and suppliers are, are really important. Um, I think what we also see is portfolio changes happening. What we also see is new business models emerging, as we see some companies diving into circular, into the circular economy, as an example, or urban farming, right? So getting into uh, battery recycling or electronic recycling um, of those particular wastes. And so there are some interesting implications, I think, longer term, for For mining companies, as to how do they think about their place in the value chain, how do they think about their sort of longer term uh, longer term strategies.
0: So, how is the conversation uh, oh, sorry, conversion around ESG and sustainability evolving in the mining industry?
1: So I would say it's accelerating, um, and I think we're anticipating more and more uh, acceleration in that regard. So let's if we step back a little bit and we say, Ten years ago in the industry, fifteen years ago in the industry, you know, we all we all spoke about sustainability. We spoke about social license to operate, and so the concept um, of that has absolutely been around for for a long time. I think what's different and what's accelerated in the last, you know, two to three years in particular, um, is is the is the capital markets lens on that, right? Um, and along with that have come different compliance frameworks have come, you know, um, different standards that have actually emerged. And I think particularly in the last, let's say, the last six to nine months, right, since since COP26 and even the run-up to COP26, what you're beginning to see is a convergence of some of those particular frameworks. You've seen more pressure on the part of Financing um, organizations. So you know, you think about the GFANS initiative, which came out of uh, out of Glasgow, um, and which represents a substantial portion of the invested capital base. Which is you know looking at where they're actually going to be deploying money, and that is causing companies to rethink their portfolios. And you know, what is in my portfolio? Uh, in some cases, as firms think about M and A going forward, they're also going to have to factor ESG considerations, you know, into that. Now a lot of that focus on ESG today has been around the climate. And I think that's one of the big shifts where you've gone from sort of sustainability to a real focus on climate. Um, now, it's not to say that the other elements of ESG are not important. They absolutely are. And, and I think that w- you are not going to see a lowering of pressure uh, over the next period of time. If anything, you can see an intensification. And so as you're beginning to think about, you um, of the S and the G of, of ESG, how are you thinking about those community interactions, how are you creating value within those communities? You know, how are you putting in the right governance and oversight um, into your organizations? How are you driving you know diversity, equity, inclusion into talent pools, into your boards, etc. There's multiple facets that I think companies need to think about, which goes well beyond the ambit of sort of the traditional sort of sustainability view of the world. Um, it is something which today has moved to be far more cross-functional.
0: Um, the world of work is evolving across all the industries, and mining is obviously no exception. Um, so what are some of the key considerations mining executives need to take into account when t- trying to uh, attract and retain uh, top talent?
1: So I think, Rob, it, it starts off with really recognising that I think mining is increasingly uh, competing in a wider Talent pool, perhaps um, going into some of the non-traditional talent pools of where they've sort of normally found found people, um, and, and I think you know partly what's given rise to that is that as more companies have adopted remote work and remote operations, for example, you know where you where you actually reside, where you live. Uh, where you choose to work from, you know, may matter less and less, right? And so I think invariably that um, will also allow companies, I think the advantage of that is that it allows companies to access these wider talent pools. But along with that comes greater competition for these talent pools. Um, And so um, I, I think some of the considerations are, you know, what sort of level of flexibility are you, you know, giving to your workers? And just, you know, by way of example, I mean, in for many professional services firms, as an example. I mean, even today as restrictions are sort of lifting, we've, you know, many companies are still making it very, very, um, uh, you know, optional for for people as to where they wanna work from and, you know, how how often they need to come into the office and, and things like that. Whereas I know in talking to a lot of mining clients, I mean, many firms have sort of taken more of a hard line to that you've got to be in an office for three days a week or whatever the case may be and, and so um, I think you do see some differences between industry and um, uh, and so I think a lot of talent coming in the market is looking for a certain level of flexibility. Um, I also think that you know mining has sort of traditionally had a particular culture which is very much a top-down um, you know type culture and I think what we see is many organizations in the world are, sort of moving towards flatter, more decentralized, um, you know, organizations and, uh, and a very different culture, right? A far more sort of collaborative culture, um, you know, one, again, based on flexibility, uh, high levels of inclusion, those kinds of areas. And so I think um, I think mining companies need to be thinking a little bit about whether or not the culture that they have in their organizations is appealing to those talent pools that they're now, you know, looking to, looking to compete in. And then maybe the last area that I would just highlight is one of purpose. Right. And so increasingly with talent pools right around the world, um, you know, we see talent looking for a deeper purpose. You know, it's just not a job. But, you know, why am I actually, um, uh, you know, being employed by this company or how is this company actually helping drive a bigger, broader agenda that I want to be part of? Um, And I think to that end, mining's actually got a great story to tell. Uh, you know it's at the heart of the energy transition. Um, I think it's a really good news story for uh, for sort of many commodities. And so, how do you make talent as part of that particular journey? How do you articulate the impact that mining actually has in communities and sort of broader society? So, how should mining executives shift
0: their focus on risk um, and what are the key areas? Uh, of focus in the current market,
1: yeah. So, a uh, couple of aspects on on risk, and these were in highlighted in three different trends um, in in the report. Uh, you know, one is I'd say there's a broader geopolitical risk, um, and uh, and I think along with that uh, comes a tax risk, right? So, very early on in the COVID crisis, one of the things we wrote about and spoke about was um, saying, okay. If you fast forward through this particular crisis, what you are going to have is a lot of countries around the world coming out more and more indebted. Um, And at that stage, we were also seeing the early signs of a broader super cycle happening. So predictably, you know, these two things have converged uh, or converged. You know, you've got uh, high levels of debt, um, governments needing to pay that off high commodity prices and so not surprising mining companies become a target for uh tax regime changes right changes in royalty regimes or in some cases even you know outright nationalization of particular commodities so increasingly firms need to navigate this geopolitical reality um uh, and uh and i think along with that the the associated uncertainty around around taxes and it's not you know, contained to one or two countries. Like we see it happening you know, across South America, as an example. You know, we see pockets of it in parts of Africa. Um, you know, we see it in Central Asia. Um, there are there are definite elements of this kind of right around the world, which I think means navigating that particular portfolio and that that uh, that political reality um, is uh, is quite important. I think secondly. Is the whole cyber cyber risk, right? And so, mining companies have accelerated digital operations in the last couple of years, um, and we do not believe that a lot of the cybersecurity controls and monitoring that mining companies have is is up to scratch um, for some of the risks and the dangers that are posed by by sort of cyber criminals uh, today. And so that would be an area that we would really advise companies to be rethinking, assessing within their organisations. And then, sort of the last <clears throat> area that we touch on in uh, the last trend of the report, which is around this, this aspect of climate change resilience. And, and I think to to that end, we've seen numerous examples in the last couple of years where you know mining companies, their dependence on water, as an example, have found themselves in the midst of a drought, uh, which has caused you know, stoppages. On the other end of the spectrum, you've seen disruption from, uh, from forest fires, or you've seen, you know, disruption on the part of floods, which have impacted supply chain routes um, of you know, either inputs to the supply chain coming in or um or the outbound supply chain, you know, heading towards the customers. And so, you know, climate change is is here and it is increasingly going to have an impact on on different mines, again, depending on your sort of geographic location um, and, uh, and what's the, you know climate climate issues you are facing. And so those, I think, <clears throat> require careful consideration on the part of mining companies to factor this into their risk registers, factor this into their, uh, their calculus going forward.
0: And as a conclusion, is there, and obviously summing up the, the report, is there anything else that you would like to add Um, And I suppose, how do you see the future for the remainder of this year? Well, you know, I I think
1: our trends by almost definition are, you know, look out over a number of years. And, you know, I think I personally am excited about the the prospects in the mining industry. I don't think you've never found a, a more exciting time with where commodity prices are right now and you know, the impact that the industry can have on uh, on the broader energy transition, but also the complexities that mining companies have to uh, to navigate, you know from strategic issues or talent issues or risk issues or broader operational issues in digital and uh, and areas like that. so, I think it's a very exciting time to be um, in, in in the industry, and I'm I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful the industry is going to be able to navigate this and come out stronger at the at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you there as well, Andrew. Um, really appreciate your time again. Um, for our audience, if they want to have access to the report, just wonder if you can remind them where they can uh, uh, find that report again sure. Probably the
1: easiest way to do it is to, is to, uh, you know, just go onto your browser and, you know, type in tracking the trends, you know, 2022 Deloitte, and it'll, it'll take you there. Or you can go onto our, uh, onto our website at deloitte.com and, uh, and you can, you know, navigate through our tabs, um, for, for mining and you will find it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our audience will, uh, download that. Um, and for those that are listening, um, appreciate your continued support and yeah, please, uh, Download the report because it's obviously interesting. It's going to, you know, and it outlines what the the future um, trends are for the rest of this year. Um, and please uh, pass that information or this podcast on to other others in the mining industry wherever you are in the world. Um, pass this ob- obviously message on, and maybe even pass the, the podcast on to others outside the of the industry that may may one time come back come into the industry or even um, I suppose graduates. That are thinking what to do next. Mining is certainly uh, an industry that they should be uh, thinking about. So, appreciate your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining
1: industry.